They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. I appreciate the fact that you uh, clicked on it and you're listening to it. Do me a solid. And would you please just smash that like button or that subscribe button or that follow button on the podcast, however it is that you're listening to this one. Uh, Last episode, I talked about the Yankees and baseball, went on a little rant there. And now I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. First and foremost... Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. First World Series championship in over 30 years since Kirk Gibson fist-pumped his way around the bases against the Oakland A's. So congratulations to uh, L.A. They had a little bit of help, though, from the Tampa Bay Rays manager, Kevin Cash. Because this is a guy, and he did it all season long. And yes, the analytics worked all season long. But regular season games are completely different than postseason games, especially World Series games, okay? You gotta put the analytics book down in the World Series or the postseason. Sometimes they help, sometimes they don't. This time, it ruined the entire thing. Like, it completely killed the Rays. Just just bear with me here, okay? Blake Snell was pitching a brilliant one-hit game going into the fifth inning. The Dodgers were up, or no, I'm sorry, the Rays were up one to nothing. The Dodgers could not touch Snell. He was absolutely filthy in game five. So what does he do? What does Kevin Cash do? Fifth inning, one out. Blake Snell gives up a hit. You know what Kevin Cash does? He goes through his book and he's like, nope, got to pull him. Pulls him out of the game. And I'm sure you're well aware of this if you're a sports fan. Okay. You've heard all about it, but because his book, his analytics said that he needed to come out of the game. I don't know what it is. Maybe It's, you know, the third time through the lineup, Blake Snell's numbers plummet or whatever it is. But the dude was dealing. The Dodgers even said how filthy Blake Snell was pitching. And the analytics said, no, his numbers go way up after his second time through or going into his third time through the lineup. We got to get him out of there. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. You know why? Because then the Dodgers went on to just light up the bullpen of the Tampa Bay Rays. And I understand that the Rays bullpen is very good. They did great this year and they were the best team in the American league hands down, but the Dodgers ripped them apart. I mean, seriously, five and a third inning, 75 pitches Blake Snell threw, and he only gave up two hits. They pull him out of the game because the book said so. I know. I keep saying the same thing over again. I want to drive that point home. Are you kidding me? You got to let these managers manage the game. They're all, for the most part, all ex-players. They know the game very, very well, okay? There has to be some kind of feel and instinct in the manager as as well as the analytics because clearly the analytics do bring something to the game of baseball. You got to have those numbers, but you have to just kind of take them into consideration and then also manage with your brain and your heart. Okay. So you, you go, Oh, that's okay. He gave up a hit. It's, it's fine. It is what it is. That dude could have got out of that inning, just giving up that one hit, no runs. You have no idea, but you pulled them and he gave up a bunch more runs. So congratulations to the Dodgers. And listen, I'm not one to really talk on. I'm a Yankee fan. The Yankees are like hardcore analytic freaks. 
They go by that book. Since Joe Girardi and the analytics started coming around, he went to that book more times than I can count, made some stupid, stupid mistakes because of what the analytics said. I'm telling you, you got to let these managers manage the games, okay? Uh, a couple of other things I did want to touch on a little bit. A, can we stop trashing uh, Clayton Kershaw now? I mean, the dude's numbers are ridiculous. Like, granted, he hasn't had the best postseason numbers, but he's also not getting, he wasn't getting run support in some of these games. And then he comes out in this World Series uh, and, and killed it, actually, in the entire postseason. He had a 2.93 ERA in the postseason this year. Seriously, pitched six games, won five of those games. Well, the Dodgers won five of those games. He had 37 strikeouts, only gave up five walks in the postseason and 10 earned runs in 30 30 innings pitched. 37 strikeouts in 30 innings for Clayton Kershaw this postseason. I say this postseason washes all of the trash that people have talked on Clayton Kershaw. It goes away. It just goes away. The guy is an absolute phenomenal pitcher. He is a Hall of Famer. He's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. And now that he's won a World Series, he's kind of solidified that. So that's that's some good stuff. I can't go wrong. You know, I I, I got nothing to say but great things about Clayton Kershaw. And let me, uh, Mookie Betts, man. Holy shnikes, that kid is good. That dude is good. Like ridiculously good. And he proved it this year. I don't even remember if he won the MVP for the World Series. I doubt he did. Um, because I know uh, what, what's his, Seager had an amazing World Series. So I, I'm, I'm almost thinking he got it, but it should have been up between uh, Seager and, and, and Mookie Betts. And I should probably just check real quick. Actually, I will do that. I'm going to go on the telephone and I'm going to who won the world. Uh, what the hell did I just type? Who won the World Series MVP 2020. Here we go. Answer at me. Corey Seager. See, I knew it. I knew it wasn't Mookie Betts, but Corey Seager had had a fantastic World Series. So congratulations to him on that one. Uh, Oh, no, I I got notes. I had to I have to write down notes now in my phone when I come to do these podcasts because my brain doesn't work that well. Turn 44. Uh, this week, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Recording the podcast on Halloween, the strangest Halloween I think that ever could be. By the way, it's a full moon tonight on Halloween, too. Just want to throw that out there. If shit could get weird, shit's going to get weird tonight, let me tell you. And we turn the clock back, so that's always fun. Uh, so we'll go more into the baseball stuff, too, because, you know, being a Yankee fan, yes, we do have the analytics. And you know what? It is what it is. Um, listen, it, it, it was just a stupid move by Kevin Cash. So anyway, oh, oh, and I want to go back to uh, to defending Blake Snell, okay, and why he should not have been pulled out of the game. Did you hear what Jack Morris said? You know who Jack Morris is? Uh, he had 254 career wins. Yeah, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee of Major League Baseball. Yeah, he used to pitch for like, what did he pitch for? He pitched for like the Tigers and the Angels. Anyway, Jack Morris, he, he says, this was fantastic. He goes, Blake Snell was throwing better tonight than anyone I've ever seen in the World Series. These analytics guys we have now think numbers are more important than having an ace at his best on the hill. There. So my argument is literally backed up by a Hall of Fame pitcher in Jack Morris. And whether you know who he is or not, you know that he is in the Hall of Fame. He had 254 254 career wins in his career. That was redundant, by the way. 254 career wins in his career. Thanks, D. 
Thank you for the redundancy of that statement. So um, basically what I'm saying is they, they, they need to find a happy medium when it comes to managing these games in baseball. I, I honestly do believe, and I said it earlier, I believe that the manager has to have the analytics that help him, but you have to also have a feel for the game, the way things are going. You can feel the momentum. You can see how your pitcher is pitching just because statistics say that a guy, you know, his ERA goes up, I don't know, th- three, four, five, six points after his or going you know you know his third time through the lineup well still if the guy is pitching ridiculously out of his mind and these guys aren't even putting a bat on the ball they're clearly not figuring him out so let the guy go but congratulations to the LA Dodgers i just wanted to rant a little bit it's not even really an angry rant i should have just recorded this after the Dodgers won the World Series, I was mad. And I wasn't mad that the Dodgers won the World Series. I just thought it was really, really dumb that they did what that the Rays did what they did. So that's kind of it. Uh, it was kind of a quick one today. I could talk a little bit more about some stuff. Uh, kind of like the fact that I have no idea what's going on for trick-or-treating this year. Not a clue. I'm not sure what we're doing. I, th- I know we're going to try to take the kids out later. Uh, We're getting together like my oldest is actually going to come over and my youngest will be there and we're all going to be at my youngest daughter's mom's house and and hang out and have some food and and maybe trick or treat. I don't know. Walk down the street yelling, who's got candy? Who's got candy? I don't know what people are doing tonight. So and I don't know if I really want to be wandering the streets at dark tonight with the full moon going on on Halloween. Mm, That is some good stuff. Like I said earlier, shit was going to get weird. Shit's going to get weird tonight. Oh, oh, bad news. Uh, some sad news that actually broke today on uh, October 31st. I almost said December 31st. <laughs> October 31st, uh, Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90, which does suck. James Bond, and he was unbelievable in The Untouchables and uh, just numerous roles that Sean Connery was in. So rest in peace to him. My thoughts to his family, if he has any family left. Um, it, it just sucks. It's, it's 2020 going 2020. That's, that's basically what it is. But I, you know, and we say that and everyone goes, can we stop with 2020? You know, celebrities die and people die every day, every year. So it's not really a 2020 thing. That's kind of a life thing. It just sucks when we lose some of the great ones. And Sean Connery was definitely uh, one of the great ones. Some of my favorite Saturday Night Live bits were not Sean Connery, but an impression of Sean Connery. I can't think of the actor's name right now. It doesn't really matter. The guy that, that did the Sean Connery impression. But, you know, uh, the Celebrity Jeopardy bits that they did on Saturday Night Live with the Sean Connery being there. And oh, it was epic. Absolutely epic. It's got nothing to really do with Sean Connery because, like I said, it wasn't Sean Connery. It was a it was a guy doing an impression of Sean Connery. But uh, forgive my voice. I, I got a little bit of a, a Friday night. Went out and had some had some drinks. Voice going on today. Met my boy, my buddy Paul, uh, Paul Riley, who actually we were talking about. He's got a bunch of bourbon enthusiasts that he's friends with on Instagram that they all want to be on the podcast, which I thought was amazing because, like, I usually have to ask people to be on my podcast. And these people actually just want to be on my podcast. Like he brought me up was like, dude, my buddy D does a podcast. And they were like, yeah. And they they were like, they want to be on it. That's rare. It made me feel important for like seven minutes. And I was like, yeah, no, we'll set it up. I was like, give me everybody's information and we'll do it on zoom because 
that's the easiest way to do it, especially since like some of these people live in Texas and all over the country. So I don't think we're going to get them all in the studio. I can't even have them in the studio because we just can't do that right now. So uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be pretty awesome. So that's an episode that's uh, on the way. We're going to be talking bourbons and reviewing some bourbons. And I'm not quite sure. I'm just going to kind of be here because I'm not a bourbon aficionado like at all. My buddy Paul has a ton of bottles and knows all kinds of stuff about them. All these people know about bourbon. I'm just going to be like the moderator and hang out and maybe ask one or two stupid questions because that's. What I do, but that that's a future episode coming up. Nothing really in the works. I do want to get uh, Steve Brote back on the uh, on the podcast. I had him on uh, one of the early episodes here. He is my uh, my friend that does paranormal investigations. He was actually just on an episode of Destination Fear, where they were in Saratoga, actually, which is 25 minutes north of where I live. For those of you not listening in the Capital Region, they were at the Saratoga Homestead, which is an old tuberculosis hospital, and um, that was. Uh, that was an interesting episode. It was cool to see Steve on national TV, even though I've watched him in documentaries and I know he's been on things before, but it was still cool to see him on the Discovery. I think it's the, maybe it's the Travel Channel. Destination Fear. Uh, if you want to check that episode out, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. Do that. We've talked about investigating that place, like myself, Katie Manning, and uh, Michelle Lyons Polito, who I do Psychic on the Scene podcast with. And uh, after watching this episode of Destination Fear, I'm not quite sure I want to be on it. I don't I don't think I want to go there. Not at night. I can tell you that. I don't want to go there at night. I'll go during the day and uh, we'll, we'll do some stuff during the day, but I'm not quite sure if I want to be there at night. So I want to get Steve back on. They got some great things going on at Saratoga Homestead, so I want to chat with him about that. And he's done some investigating since they have kind of started the refurbishing and, and getting it in better shape because it was um, just kind of vacant forever. I mean, it's still vacant, but at least it's being cared for now. So I want to get him on. I got some other people I do want to get on the podcast as well. I want to have Matt Halleck back on for another episode because we had a lot of fun the first time we chatted. And I want to talk baseball with Matt because he, um, he and I haven't really had a chance to talk A, Yankees stuff, and B, what happened in the World Series. So I would love to get his feedback on that great baseball mind that Matt has. So uh, I think that's the podcast for today. Be safe out there. If you're listening on Halloween, do your trick-or-treating, social distancing, maybe slingshot candy in the kids' mouths. Or uh, That doesn't sound safe. Don't say that. That's just, that's just bad. That's bad advice. It really, really is. Uh, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done and my voice is shot and my throat hurts and I got stuff to go do. So thank you so much for listening. It was a quickie again today. Try to do a little bit more of these quickie uh, in and out podcasts for you. 15 minutes or so unless I have a guest on. Then obviously they're going to be a little bit longer. Uh, so again, like it, share it, subscribe it, subscribe it, subscribe to it. That's probably what I meant to say. Not really sure. Uh, I got to drink some water and coffee and I got to get rid of this hangover. So I'll talk to you in a week. I'll do another one. All right. Peace.